Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. Jimmy, big day for you. He's rekindling his wrestling career. Oh, yes. Uh, Monster Pro Wrestling. Yes, I have to go and figure out what my gimmick is for this uh, match on the weekend. What percentage of little people have wrestled at some point in their life? <laughs> I know... I bet you Peter Dinklage wrestled. Probably. A kid, yeah. I know 10. What is it? Is there? I, there is something it's, about wrestling and little but, people. But with, but with the midget wrestling, it's it's the same as whoa, 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 whoa. little people wrestling. Come on! <laughs> I just put cut me in trouble. Uh, it's called midget wrestling. It actually is. I, but, I know. But it's a it's a niche. It's a niche thing. Sort of like it's a like midget a stripper. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just you know some people find it entertaining with a bunch of little people running around with. I rewatched Jackass Three on the weekend. Okay, that scene when the two little people are in the bar and then the third little person comes in and they get in a fight. There's like <laughs> 17 little people and then the little people police come in and then the little people. Was it about Jackass? Yeah, it was a Jackass. Bit. Oh, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the people in the bar are watching this fight. They're all dying laughing, like trying to figure out what's happening. So good. All right, so you'll have to keep us posted on that. You're doing an event this week, this Saturday, right? This or Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, uh, Monster Pro Wrestling yep. is the first Saturday of every month. They're they back do that at running. the uh, Alberta Avenue Community Hall or something. <laughs> yeah. 18. Awesome. Locker room topic of the day. Could you have a romantic relationship with somebody that cheered for your rival team? Doesn't matter what sport. Just think about the team you cheer the hardest for. What, the, what team do you love? There's always a rival. Mm-hmm. You're in a bar. There was a study She scene. or he's got yeah. the other jersey on. Could you go home with that individual? There was a study saying three out of four people would. I, I find that really... Is that just to get it on? <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> let's let's expand this, okay? Let, you have to have a relationship with this individual. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a trip so to the, not a one night the Motel Six across the street. <laughs> you gotta you gotta spend time with this individual, and she or he, they're not changing their allegiance to that team. No. They grew up in that town. They went to school at that school. Whatever the case might be. You're going to be fighting for the remote on game nights. You're not going to be able to watch. Could you have a huge Oilers fan? You meet somebody from Calgary, and she's a massive Flames fan. 
We'll start with you because I know you don't care as much about. I don't care about sports. I don't know how much of a relationship I could have with a, like a, someone who's obsessed with a team or sports. Like I'm not a sports guy. <laughs> so so like if if it's Jimmy's if, out already. If, if she if if she you know is someone that's. We talked about this earlier, Jimmy. You need to really start lowering the bar there. Okay. <laughs> what if, let's put it in Jimmy world here. What if you love Aquaman? Aquaman! And she loves Iron oh, Man. She- Marvel and DC. I just, I... It's <laughs> it's okay. He's like, it. she'd be an, another nerd. Yeah, I guess. Right? If, I think... If, what if she was it's like Marvel's garbage? I only no. love DC because it's not the same. Because right? I have yeah. I have the love of both. Like I I love some DC. I love some Marvel. I hate some DC. I hate some Marvel. Right. Same with Star Trek, Star Wars. I have had friends that have gotten into fights at sporting events with people from the other team. That, yeah. That's why I'm surprised by this survey. Yeah. Like, See, it, I'm not as much like I love sports. I love my Blue Jays, but I'm not fighting in the stands with Yankee like, fans. Like, okay, so like I, I, I would I love, be able to. I yeah. love the Elks, but I'll still go to a game and you hang like out with drinking. Yeah, yeah, you don't okay. care about the Elks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care at okay. all about so, the okay. You quickly? Uh, yeah, yeah. You I could? Think that could be a thing, yeah. See, I, I think I'd have fun with it. Michaela, cheers for the Canucks. I hate the Canucks. What? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, she's a Canucks fan. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's just, not too late. <laughs> I, but it doesn't, like, keep me up at nights. Right? Okay. Yeah. Wow. And they See, also said NHL fans are more likely to do this. Out of really? all the major sports, NHL fans were the most likely to... To have a romantic relationship with a rival sports fan. My wife is a hockey fan. Like, we watched on Saturday night, we had dinner in front of the TV and we watched the game. Mm-hmm. Her and I have a similar allegiance when it comes to sports, right? Yeah. She doesn't care as much about other sports, but we have similar allegiances. Yeah. Um, and the only rule I had when I had two rules when we had kids mm-hmm. one, I'm not getting a minivan. That that was a rule, and uh, two was now you have a minivan. I don't have a minivan. It's a Subaru. <laughs> okay. The other rule was my children would never cheer for the Montreal Canadiens. Oh yeah. And I actually went to the school during parent teacher meetings and told the teacher <laughs> to stop sending home Montreal because they went to French immersion. Yeah. I said stop sending home Montreal Canadian propaganda. <laughs> Because they were making them do <laughs> book <laughs> reports on like Rocket Richard, and I'm like, "What are you doing? This is a g-. like, no, this does not come in my house." Yeah, and she did not know what to do with me. <laughs> really, what, <laughs> was terrified. Of what me. if you were team uh, cheering for Brad Gushu or whatever? Isn't doesn't she hate him? <laughs> Curling. <laughs> She's not a big fan of the. Of the girl that went, or is it the, the girl that she does? That like? went to the Olympics, the the one with the blonde hair, Jennifer Jones. Yes, yeah, yeah. She doesn't like Jennifer. So what if Jones. you were like Team Jennifer Jones? Oh, I wouldn't do it. No, no, that would be. She'd be upset at me if I was yeah. like, I, if I came home in like a Jennifer Jones jersey. <laughs> The Locker Room Topic of the Day. If you're ever trying to reach the show, it's 780-989-0957. That's the text line. That's a phone number. We take phone calls. Mm -hmm. Would you be able to have a romantic relationship with someone that 
cheered for your rival team? Audrey said, absolutely not. I'm a huge sports fan, so no way I'm going to have to listen to someone cheering in my house for a team I hate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think we're getting remember, to, it's we're all getting the time. Some, we're getting some honesty here. Yeah. And, and again, I don't think it even matters. This, I know people that are like very, very like wildly passionate about the about NFL and they mm-hmm. live in Canada. Right. Yep. And they've got their team and all those teams have rivals. Right. Yeah. I remember it used to annoy our boss, TK, when we, we would to trash Seattle. Yeah, we the huge Seahawks fan. Yeah, but we would go out of our way to do that. Just yeah, to, yeah, just, just to annoy the Seahawks fans. <laughs> Oddly, there's a bunch of Seahawks. There's a fans. ton of Seahawks fans that used In to work here. Building, do work yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think most of them got fired. <laughs> <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Could you have a romantic relationship with somebody that cheered for your rival team? And have been for twenty years. What team I'm do a you cheer fan, for? She's a Riders fan. Oh, oh, wow. she's on the right side of history. <laughs> However, we do have our lovely hatred of the stamps and the alouettes to keep us warm. Yeah, you need something to bring you together. Okay, th- yeah, that's a common exactly hatred. It. That's yeah, that makes sense. And what's your name, Mark? The locker room topic of the day. Could you have a romantic relationship with someone who cheered for a rival team? This is still going on here. Uh, Bill said a little relationship tension can create wonders in the bedroom. Sports is not 24-7 as far as rival teams are concerned, so you have time to build on other things besides a battle of Alberta once in a while creates a little excitement. He said if you can't see past that passion for the veteran people, you're too caught up in things and that are not top priorities in life. Bill, for some people, their sports team is their top priority well, in life. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I understand what he's saying. I, I get it. And he's actually, he's he's probably right. I'm still sticking to my guns, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am not going to sleep with a Habs fan. <laughs> Never. It's just not happening. The locker room topic of the day. Seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. The topic is: Would you be able to have a romantic relationship with someone that cheered for your rival team? Now, we tried to call this individual just to see if it was okay if we used yeah their name, and they didn't answer. So to be safe, because we have a public show of the public broadcasting <laughs> waves. Uh, we're not going to use their name. Yeah, they said they were getting ready for work when we tried to call. So. We we can read the text. It's oh, quite yeah. funny. Um, so would you have a romantic relationship with the rival sports fan? Hell no. As an ABC fan, so anyone but Calgary, I barely tolerate my sister-in-law who has poisoned my nephews to wear red. Horrible. Horrible to have a Stamps and a Flames fan in the family. Probably why my brother cheats on her. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle's real. And now, Nerd News with James P. White, the first. So Netflix has named their new He-Man for a live-action Masters of the Universe movie, and it's going to be this Kyle Allen. I'm not sure. I was so worried we weren't going to have enough this is actually, nerd stuff this, to talk about this, this year. Is actually, but the thing is, though, is this is actually the first live action one that they've done since 89. I think it was 89 with uh, Dolph Lundgren as uh, He-Man. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Wasn't, um, wasn't uh, what's his not? Uh, 
Frankie Langella was uh, uh, no, Skeletor. No. Terminator. Arnold? Wasn't Arnold? No, He-Man? he's Conan. No, no. no. Oh. He, he was Conan, and he also, I believe Arnold was also Hercules in yeah. a, in an old, like, uh, 70s he, one. He-Man's the one that yells, by the power of Grayskull! I yes. have the power! Holy crap, you got it right. Well, I did. I was ready to fight you. When I did, um, when I scaled off the side of Sutton Place, yeah. remember we used to do that for the, I can't remember what it was. Was that when you had that, it got all those burns on your the drop, hands? The drop, the drop, drop zone. zone. I was dressed NS. as He-Man. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's when I, I went down so fast that I burnt my hands completely because I was going so right fast. Right through the gloves. Right through I the thick leather gloves. seeing you yeah. come down. And there was smoke was, coming off. Because I skipped all the training and just jumped off the side of the hotel. <laughs> didn't know how to Grant, break. Grant went 23 floors in 14.2 seconds. They didn't even get the cameras out to record in time. <laughs> I like the fact that you stopped like on a dime at the bottom, too. You're oh, yeah. Just the whole thing. <laughs> but I was dressed as He-Man during that. So He-Man um, has been a like a movie movie like before? Live action with Dolph Lundgren. Um, and I believe that was in the... I don't have any they idea. They did a couple of the 80s. Is, but is but not live action. They'd done a lot of... like It was a, it was a cartoon. And they've done some remakes of the cartoon. But well, Courtney Cox is in that one in the eighties too. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So is Kyle Allen like buff? Because he the picture I saw he looked he looked kind of skinny. Is he man? I thought he man. He man's like, like a big yeah. Oh. Kyle Allen was in the West Side Story. He's an American actor and ballet dancer. Interesting choice, right? Well, yeah. Does that make sense he to looks, you? He doesn't look buff at all. No, he, I no. mean, he looks but, but it's just, fine. But, just, but, just, you th- you but if, you think, if you think about it, a lot of these guys that they're, uh, they're doing, if he's one of these actors, will work out and, and have trainers and all that kind of stuff. Especially if he's doing live action. He's going to be doing a, uh, using a broadsword against Skeletor, you know. So he's going to have to be able to use a sword and have some kind of muscle. If he doesn't have that, then right, he should sure, go I, home. I, I'm out. <laughs> Are you able to use a broad store to fight Skeletor? Yeah, I'm you need, sorry. You need I, to, I, I need to go home. You need the sword of power in order to be able to wield it. Stop, please. Cruise News. Aaron O'Toole's leadership will be put to a vote of conservative MPs tomorrow after months of infighting has weakened his hold over the conservative party. 35 MPs, about 30% of the conservative party's 119-seat caucus, has signed a petition (laughs) uh, requesting a caucus vote on O'Toole's leadership. In a tweet last night, Aaron O'Toole said he will accept the results of the vote. If he loses the vote, it will be the conservatives' third leadership contest in six years. O'Toole has faced multiple calls to step down since losing last September's election. So, for me, and this is sort of the unintended consequence of of the the division that we're dealing with right now, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone's sort of trying to figure out how to negotiate these new waters, and I don't understand why we're so separated when we probably agree on a lot of things. Um, and and I I will say this, and I think people who are 
fans of the show and have listened to the locker room over the last, how long have we been doing this? Five, six years? Five years. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think you're well aware of where we all stand on our views of Justin Trudeau. Mm-hmm. But all of this stuff, all it does, these convoys, all of these, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. And I understand that there there's a contingent of the of the population, there's a portion of the population that wants what's happening right now in Ottawa to have an impact. Mm -hmm. I hate to be the one to tell you this. All you are doing is securing a liberal government for another four years. Yeah. I don't know why they think like driving to Ottawa with a flag that says F. Trudeau is going to get him out of power, but it's just making people dig in more. Yeah. People that voted for him are like, they're not looking at a semi driving down the road and being like, no. you know what? I should vote differently. No, <laughs> they're but they're like, they're I don't so, want to be associated with but that. But they're seeing that. Yeah. yeah. They're seeing these people and they're getting angry yeah. at these convoys yeah. and stuff like that because it's disrupting their lives as well. Like disrupting um, traffic or jobs or. Yeah. And Aaron O'Toole is a social conservative. Um, so he was, Doing some things that didn't appease the far right of the party. Um, A lot of people didn't think he was conservative enough. And so we, you know, I do that podcast um, in the afternoons. In the afternoons. And we had a guest on last week, Max Fawcett. And and I keep asking people that know more about politics than I do that, that why is there so much time and energy spent on appeasing the extreme? Views of your party, if yeah. you're left or you're right, like I, I see sides. this all the time. The left does it, the right does it, and he goes. I said, "Why is there no representation of the middle?" There's a whole, there's a big chunk of us that are just in the middle. That just we we might be a little conservative leaving, but we can't wrap our heads around voting for the conservative party and how it looks and smells right now. And we might even be a little bit liberal. We might have some liberal views, right? But we can't wrap our heads around voting for the virtue signaling dong that's in there right now, right? Like, yeah. um, and, and he said, you know what it is? He said, they need money. Mm-hmm. And those people and will donate. The guys to, in the middle. I've never donated to a political party. I never have either. Um, <laughs> so and I'm the like, people that oh are. Oh, my God. That makes so much that sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. So yeah. they go after. They try to appease the extremists in their parties those because are the that those will. are the guys that go to pocket. Hmm. Look at the, the GoFundMe campaign for the trucker convoy. Yeah. There's a perfect example. What's it at? $8 million yeah, right I don't now? Even know. Would you ever donate money to a GoFundMe for a protest? Not Grant, in a million years. I would, not in a million years. <laughs> would, I wouldn't give them five freaking dollars. <laughs> no. And that's the problem. That's why we go unrepresented. Because we don't give money. We don't give enough of a shit to give money. Yeah. So they don't actually try to go after us. That actually so makes we're sense. not represented. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that's the first time anybody has ever I, explained this to me. Anyone I know that's like would give money to a political party is pretty it's nuts. <laughs> right there. Jimmy. Right there. I'm not as crazy as some of these you people. You used to be. When you you're, were marching in you parades. You have extreme views. Out of the three of us politically, you're the extremist in the room. You're also like a paycheck away, a missed paycheck away from eating out of a dumpster. And you have given <laughs> money to political parties. You're the only one I know that's given money to a political party. 
I might do it every three years. Um. <laughs> exactly. 95.7 Cruise FM. As you do on Facebook, Grant announced his, it's a combo thing. Yeah, we're doing a combo bachelor, bachelorette party weekend Hello. sort of thing. <laughs> Is it going to be anything like this? How about this? that right in? <laughs> it might be. I guess that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> you guys might not know this, but I consider myself a bit of a loner. Do I play this whole thing? I tend oh, to yeah. think it's of myself pretty good. as a one-man wolf pack. Okay, I'll play the whole thing. But when my sister brought Doug home, I knew he was one of my own. Zach Galvin, he's so funny. And my he's wolf so pack, good. it grew by one. So were there two of us? There were two of us in the I love wolf the pack. Stutter. I was alone first in the pack, and then Doug joined in later. <laughs> and six months ago, when Doug introduced me to you guys, uh, I thought, "Wait a second, could it be?" And now I know for sure. I just added two more guys to my wolf pack. This is where he drugged them too. <laughs> yeah, All right. Four of us wolves <laughs> running around the desert together in Las Vegas. Have you seen his movie Looking Masterminds? For and cocaine. <laughs> no, it's so pretty tonight, good. I make a toast. Oh, and Wilson's in that one. Oh, cuts oh, himself oh, right. oh, yeah. Where he cuts his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Masterminds is good too. Uh, Kristen Wiig and yeah. Kate McKinnon. Anyway, uh, so what is your plan? So I had some friends do this and thought it'd be fun. Um, doing like a rented a mansion on Airbnb okay. outside the city and then just going there and hanging out for the weekend with friends. Are we going to wreck it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a huge yard, huge house, play some games, have some drinks. Okay. Yeah. Do you need a stripper? I know a guy. <sighs> Michaela keeps saying that. She's like, Jimmy's going to strip, right? I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> Is Jimmy coming? I, Jimmy's invited. Maybe. <laughs> the problem is, is whenever we do anything like this, there's and and the possibility that my wife's involved. It's there's always that. Wow. Do we take Jimmy? Like, right. Who's going to yeah. take Jimmy? Right. But it's going to be a very random mix of people. But because but it's, there's there's a very important question that came in on text. Is there going to be a glory hole? There will that's, be no glory hole. That's no. this uh, stag no, at. No, we'll keep that to Stony no. Plain Road. All right. Um, but it's going to be a very random mix of people because it's people from Edmonton. It's people from Saskatchewan. This is happening a lot now where people are doing the combo party. I, I've done t- two of them. Like uh, I have a two friends that have done a combo. Because we were looking at it. We're like, do Bachelor, Bachelorette. My bachelor party would just be going to the pint and getting drunk. It's like every Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like, so whole, I was like, we the have whole, the same friends anyways. Yeah. The whole stripper thing now. and like, Yeah, it's kind of died out, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. I didn't want to go to Vegas or do something like that. And so I thought, hey, a, a mansion, Airbnb. I had a friend that did that. And relatively cheap. Like, not cheap, but if everyone pitches in, right? Yeah. And then you can pay for your food and your alcohol. And it's a good weekend. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm not taking you out there. <laughs> you can you can thumb it. Well, well the I'll wedding's in it. Saskatchewan, so he's going with you, right? <laughs> That's the other thing. Of course, you would have to <laughs> have your wedding. I get stuck with this dick <laughs> all the time. Stinking up my car. No, I'll just I'll just go with Army Chris and Dave because Army Chris is DJing and Dave is doing the fifty fifty. I did ask Army Chris yesterday if he'd bring his DJ set up, so 
<laughs> wow, it just keeps getting rock. better and better. This is the Grunt Report with Grunt Johnson. I would like to take a moment to thank our Edmonton City Council today for always keeping us safe. They keep us safe from ourselves, really. Uh, alcohol consumption will not be allowed in parks in Edmonton this summer after a vote by city councillors. Again, thank you to the city for keeping us so, so safe. You know, last summer when they allowed alcohol in select parks, it was chaos. I didn't feel safe all summer. People were sitting in circles, drinking alcohol, laughing and having a good time. Oh, my God. It was disgusting. Uh, Drinking should only be done alone in the bathroom at family events. (laughs) Thank you to Mayor Sohi for reminding me of this. According to council, more studies have to be done on the impact of having a beer in a park. How many years have people been drinking in parks? Even Jesus was drinking in parks. But our city council needs more time. Thousands of years isn't enough research. This is why we elected them, to keep us safe. The Grant Report is brought to you by BOGO Tuesday at Edmonton Glory Hall Tours. Valentine's Day is fast approaching. Book a tour for you and your partner and save money today. Buy one and get one at Edmonton or Tabor. GloryHallTours.com. Bruce FM. We talked about it earlier. I was suggesting. Well, I wasn't suggesting. I was saying I finally had somebody who explained to me why the middle goes so unrepresented in politics. Yeah. Uh, And he was like, well, because the middle doesn't donate money and they need money for their campaigns. So they, they put their plans together and they go after that extreme side of whatever they're going after. People that are so passionate about it that they're going to donate money. Yes, and it's it works on both sides. The mm-hmm. extreme right, they're the ones that throw money at stuff. And the and the guys in the middle, like you and I, Grant, are like... <laughs> never oh, going to donate money like, to a political party. Never in a million years yeah. would I give you a, a, not a red cent of my time or my <laughs> money. Say, or I wouldn't go to meetings either. I would rather <laughs> cut my own ball out <laughs> than give you a $5 bill. Like back when, when I originally joined the, uh, the reform party. Jimmy stepped in and proved our point Jimmy about was the in extreme views, yeah. and that's why they go after him. Okay, <laughs> so it works the same way when they're making decisions politically. Mm-hmm. People in, like, I always lose my mind. You were just saying, it makes you so mad that something as simple as just being able to have a beer in the park something they've been doing is in being other illegal. countries around the world for years, no problem. You know why? For some reason. It's because they because have... Because the people that actually... Would say something about it. Don't say anything. They had a they had a meeting about it where they allowed a bunch of religious people showed up and went, "Oh my God, you're ruining our community! If you let people drink in the park, it's just going to destroy the fabric of society." Somebody got up there and spoke and said they didn't feel safe in the park because last summer they went with their child to a park and somebody from a beer company gave them a beer koozie. You realize you can put a beer koozie on a pop can. <laughs> that's, uh, that's why that's they who make is speaking the decisions. At the, and then city council that, goes, "Oh, we need to." That yeah. nut job goes there and speaks, and that's who they think the voters are. Yeah, that's the problem with the world that we live in. These decisions are being made by people that yeah. speak up. Because I'm like, I'm like, this is so dumb. 
like just let us have a beer in a park, but I'm never going to take time on a Monday night and go down to city council and sit in a meeting and get up there and speak into the microphone. And <laughs> I should. We should probably we should start, start changing doing this. that, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Right? Maybe we should. Maybe that's maybe that's the key to to changing to things. Changing things is if you are in the middle, if you are a centralist, a centrist, yeah. you have to start to speak up and and push back, right? Yeah. Maybe that's how we actually get the attention of these people that are making decisions. The people that we put in. Yeah, in, in but there was a hockey game on last night. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Ninety-five-seven Cruise FM. So this guy. He's driving along in the UK, and he gets pulled over, and he gets a ticket. I don't know what for. It doesn't matter. And he has been driving for 70 years. He started driving when he was 12 without a license or insurance (laughs) for 70 years in Nottingham, England. Seventy so he, years. He's been driving since he was twelve years old, and he's avoided being pulled over by the police ever since then. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. It really is. <laughs> Never went through a check stop. Nothing. Nothing. It just probably didn't do a lot of driving, right? Like I, I mean, guess he's not, not. Maybe just around the community. Yeah, you know, probably going for. Probably lives a pretty simple life. Yeah, you know. Probably has the same job for like a lot of years. Maybe can walk to work, but needs mm-hmm. to use you know mom's car to go to the grocery store or whatever. They didn't say what his punishment was, but did say he had to walk home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I don't know where to go with this. I, yeah, because like, like you said, you're a rule follower, but there is respect for somebody that can drive without a license or insurance for seventy years and not get anything, not get pulled over for anything. I remember, like, small town and kids, and we were out and about a, a lot in our cars, and we were dumb kids, and we got pulled over once a month. Yeah. When I was in high school, we, like, from the time, and I got my driver's license as soon as I turned 16, mm-hmm. I started taking the test. I failed three times before I got it. <laughs> but as soon as I got, I got a chance, I was, I was getting my license. Me too. It meant freedom. Because we lived in a small, small town just outside of a, even like a, another small town. And to get to the, you know, any parties or anything, you had, had to, to have wheels, right? Yeah. Um, but the That's cops. That's me too. He needed a license to go anywhere. The cops paid attention to the kids, right? And they mm-hmm. knew who was out doing what. And back in the day, I've told this story before. Um, we'd get pulled over and they'd go on our trunk and they would literally go, all right, what do you want to lose tonight, boys? You want to yeah. lose the beer? You want to lose the case of coconut or do you want to lose the Southern comfort? And we don't go, <laughs> oh, damn it. We'd have to, it was like payoff. Yeah. We'd have to give them one of the two in the trunk, right? Yeah. That didn't happen a lot, but it happened the odd time. And they never poured it out. They were putting that in their they liquor took it home, yeah. Right? So, <laughs> as then, they should. When I moved to the bigger city, I was like, this is odd. I, like, I never get pulled over. I thought the exact same thing because where I grew up, if the police saw you at night, it's still this way. If they see you driving at night, you get pulled over. They just pull you over to see what you're doing. Yeah. Because they don't see that many cars. Well, so I remember t- like driving in, through Edmonton and like seeing police at night and be like, they're not pulling me over. This is kind of weird. Like, well, I, I mean, I think I've been through 
two check stops. I think I've one or two. I've maybe here, yeah. maybe three. I don't drink and drive. Yeah, and I also, so I'm not driving that much like on a Friday night because I don't drink and drive. Yeah, like we're <laughs> we're we're taking Ubers and stuff like yeah. that, right? That was a lot. Still, I, even in the Uber, not going through checkpoints. No, no. Like I, I mean, that's that's just it's just I can see how in a in a in a more populated area how you might be able to get away with like being able to drive mm-hmm. for. 70 years without a le- or what was it 50 years um he is 70 years no he was 70 years yeah he started when he was 12 and he's in his 80s he's in his 80s 70 yeah. years without like i want to be i, I want to be that guy yeah but i know i wouldn't i like i'm the guy that pays this the ridiculous amount of insurance yeah you always talk about like i'm gonna stop registering my and, car but and as soon as you not register your car or let your license expire uh, yeah. you'd be caught as soon as you pull out of your driveway yeah that's actually yeah. that's that's worth bringing up because i'm that guy you're that guy too oh yeah if i if i was to drive if i was to drive this subaru uh, you know without a we're license. just doing an experiment see how long jimmy can get away with driving your car for Jimmy doesn't have a license. Or vision. <laughs> it's got a glass eye, but you can still get a license. Don't have a I'd be lying down on the floor pushing the pedals for him. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. We went back and forth on the rock Vin Diesel. Yeah. A controversy, drama, yeah, whatever that was. I always thought, like you said, it's he's a wrestler. It's it thought it was like a fake thing, but uh, that feud between Vin Diesel and The Rock is real. It's real, he eh? Won't, he won't rejoin the Fast and the Furious because of Vin Diesel. Because, because of, yeah. Did Hobbs and uh, Shaw not do that good? Because that was I, The Rock's spinoff. I think they're doing another one. I think it did okay. Does it do as well as Fast and the Furious, though? I don't think so. No. Right? Yeah. Is Vin Diesel, like, does he have a reputation for being a bit of a tool? But or I think nothing rock- what it think what it is is like with the rock and vin diesel they're both alphas right they're both think that they're they're the star of the show uh-huh. and and then when you have two stars the interesting thing for me though is that um i i i get the sense and i never met them so this is based purely on like interviews or mm-hmm. any sort of interaction you've seen with other people that the rock and i've heard he's a he's a really Everyone nice says guy he's a really nice but guy but is he just a really nice guy because he's owns a production company and he's a very powerful powerful man and you don't want to be on the wrong side of him yeah i don't know right maybe whereas then i've heard is a bit of a i don't know have See, you heard anything Positive about? I, I never really heard much about Vin Diesel or paid attention to what they no, say. No, I don't really follow that. <laughs> anyway, it, it's it's to the point where they're looking for a replacement, and Jason Momoa is stepping in. He's gonna he's gonna be a villain in the new Fast and the Furious. Okay, but, I thought he was gonna be like a rock the no, rock replacement. No. So what they said, I have I've seen two of these Fast and the Furious movies, but what they said was I've never actually seen in the Hobbs the and one. Shaw movie, the spinoff, the Calvin and Hobbs one. Yeah, um, the Rock originally wanted Jason Momoa to play his brother in it. Okay. Um, they ended up, that didn't happen. He, they ended up getting his cousin, Roman Reigns. So now Jason Momoa is going to be in the Fast and the Franchise, Fast and the Furious as a villain. So it kind of reversed what The Rock wanted. Okay. But the thing is, though, is. But don't all the villains end up 
being part of oh, they're Vin all Diesel's part of the family. Because yeah. actually, in in one of the first ones that The Rock was introduced, he was kind of a villain. He was a cop chasing after the uh, these guy, uh, the Vin Diesel's crew, and then he became part. Of then have you seen them all? Oh, every last one of them. Really? Um, but. <laughs> But the thing is, the thing is, though, is one thing with the, the Fast and the Furious, it's turning into the Expendables. Like, all these action stars are being part of the Fast and the Furious franchise, either with the... Because you they have... so much money, right? Like yeah, because yeah. like you have... It's like being you a know, superhero. Jason, Jason Statham yeah, was, was in it. Luke... Uh, Jason uh, Statham was in Fast and Furious? Yeah, and then he was Hobbs. And then or he, then he went to, from, uh, to Hobbs and Shaw. Who's Kelvin? The Rock? Yeah, Rock is Calvin. Yeah. <sighs> Kurt Russell, you know, Kurt was, Russell in was in it. Yeah. Scott, yeah. Scott Eastwood. They're terrible um, movies. Ja I'd Rule. rather watch. I'd rather watch Aquaman than Fast and Furious. Even, even even what's her face? Uh, Gal Gadot was was You're in a few of them. You're kidding me? What? She was in a, a few of them. Well, there's like thirty of them. It's like Police Academy. They're stopping no soon, aren't they? Didn't? Yeah. There's supposed to be a total of ten. And, and then they're, they're just going to do spin-offs. And then, and yeah, they just right finished now. nine, and so they're going to... The, ten is supposed to be the last one. And then they're going to join the Avengers. <laughs> He's got ten years of high school, one month of university, most educated member of the show. show. And now, and now Jimmy explains. So NASA's Planetary Defense Coordination Office says we don't have to send... Ben Affleck and uh, uh, Bruce Willis to space. We don't have to send them. The asteroid 7482 is going to be a near miss to Earth. It's not actually going to hit us. It's a big us. daddy, though, right? It's, it's a bigger. It's yeah. a big one. And uh, it's like twice the size of uh, the largest building in the world. They should well, mine it. And we don't want to send some drones up there. We also don't want to uh, start a interplanetarian conflict either right true it's called an interplanetary war okay if you're yeah. gonna, if you're gonna you know talk about your people the aliens yeah let's we don't drop have, this we don't have professor okay. x up there to, to uh, negotiate with the aliens like he does in star wars yeah this right? is clearly alien craft and it's just keeping an eye on us yeah. and if we blow it up it's just gonna cause problems would that they we don't be mad need. if we went up there and got the precious metals from it though I don't know. Why don't you go now like without we, a space suit? Like if we um, sent like drones up there to because they're doing that. I know they're like doing that. Why next. wouldn't they jump that's up there? That, and that's the next thing, right? Grant? Mm-hmm. These things you can land on them. Yeah, they can time it. They land on them. They've yeah, done it. Why don't you guys start now? I'll strap you to a missile and we can send you to space. Okay. So, so this near miss. Uh, Are they going to gonna be? Is China mining the moon? I Probably. Should say. So, as a, near, on it as a near miss, it's 1.2 million miles from Earth. So, it's going to come by us, not even close. But with the fact that it is going to be... Apparently, uh, it's, it's fairly visible. Yeah, look it at this. It will be as of today. China has begun the Chinese Lunar Exploration Program. We know they're doing that. Yeah. They're the, on the backside, too. They're investigating <laughs> the prospect of lunar mining, specifically looking for isotope helium-3 for a use as an energy source on Earth. Okay. I'm sure they'll share it with us, too, once they find it. Well, that's the thing I know about China. They're very giving. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is kind of crazy times. Did you ever think that you would 
be literally having a conversation about the possibility of of mining the moon. Well, I grew I up watching did. the Jetsons, so yes. Okay. I thought I would be living in a, a house in the sky right now, flying to work. Oh, did have you? a robot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I never, I like, I never wrap my head around that. No. So when, when like any of this Elon Musk stuff mm-hmm. happens, like I'm just blown away. Always just amazed. Yeah. I think it's an age thing too, right? Probably. I wish you would just go away. Listen, He's this just, is exciting stuff. This alien news that you do. It's not alien news. It's an asteroid that you... Or sorry, he writes in all these lines now, too. Hey? It's, I'll send you to the moon with no spacesuit. He's got that written in his notes. It's... <laughs> He's still preparing. (laughs) Jimmy explains he's now just preparing insults for Grant. Are you screwing with me? Um, No, this was from Harry Wu. Um, So we got. You're trying to get me in trouble. I swear to you, you can look at the text line. (laughs) Where is it? I couldn't find it. Um, Right under G in the Parks last text, Harry. Um, so he wants us to play Eye of the Tiger. Okay, it looks like you added the woo there afterwards. <laughs> because today is Chinese New Year's and it's the year of the tiger. If I get in trouble for this, <laughs> I am blaming you. you. trouble for this? <laughs> because it's kind of racist that we're playing Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> it's the year of the tiger, though. How is that racist? If it's the year of the tiger, it's the year of the tiger. <laughs> So it's for it's you, Harry? Graham was saying it was from Harry Wu. It is from Harry Wu. <laughs> All right, Harry, here's your tune. Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. Happy Chinese New Year. And now, another episode of Locker Room TV. We introduce you to Lee McLean. He is the operations manager for ARCS, Alberta Animal Rescue Crew Society. And, um, well, we have uh, an announcement for you, Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You are going to be benefiting from something we call uh, the Cupid Gram. Mm -hmm. So our little buddy, James P. White, who you can see in the corner here, smiling. Wave, Jimmy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy is a little person, and he is also a licensed um, male exotic dancer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Male medic. male exotic dancer in Western Canada. Okay. Used to be all of Canada, but I found one in Montreal. (laughs) So around Valentine's day, what we do is we give people the opportunity to buy these little strip tease videos, right? No nudity. He goes home to the den of sadness and he puts a song on and he dances and he videotapes it. And then we send it out and we charge people for it and they pay for it. And that money is going, all that money is going to you guys. Thank you. <laughs> the Alberta Animal Rescue Crew Society. It's a proud mm-hmm. moment. You might be able to hear the puppies in the background. For Lee yeah. and- <laughs> behind Lee yeah, there. Yeah. All right. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do, Lee. Okay. So I operate our North Haven shelter. So we actually originated in Calgary. Um, We have our safe Haven shelter down there. Um, But our North Haven shelter is uh, fairly new still. We only opened in January of last year. So we're just new. Um, But what we do is basically we operate up here as a kind of adoption facility for cats and small animals. And we also operate as kind of a stopover place for our dogs. So we are able with this facility 
ability to bring in a lot more animals than we were able to with just one. Uh, and we also have an opportunity to kind of support the foster homes that we have here in Edmonton to support more adopters that we might have here in Edmonton. And we can definitely help way more animals with uh, having a facility up here as well. Awesome. So the idea is that they, um, they take them in for just a, a period of time? Yeah, so in for our cats and our smile animals, they'll hang out here until they get adopted. Um, but for our dogs, they tend to get adopted through foster homes. So all of our dogs in our facilities down in Calgary are out of foster homes. So okay. we do have a good number of them and they're spread out all over Alberta. So we do have lots of foster homes up here in Edmonton as well. But having a facility here has given us a base that we can have uh, foster like vaccines to come and get foster supplies, to take in their animals from. They don't have to make that trip all the way down to Calgary. We don't have to have kind of that confusion with meeting people in between. And as well, we're able to help more uh, communities that are more Northern. Um, So some of the areas that we would take animals from um, and we would be able to help out with are a little too far away to be able to get to our Calgary shelter all the time. So we have an opportunity now with this facility to have a stopover spot for them and we can help more of them come in. Nice, nice. Grant, do you have a question? Um, no, I'm uh, pretty much answers it. Um, how can people get involved with ARC? Yeah. Would be. Yeah, so there's a couple ways. So we obviously have foster homes. They're a pretty significant part of our dog program and our cat program. Um, we have volunteers. So we're a very small staff team here at North Haven. So we really rely very heavily on volunteers. Um, we have volunteers do all of our cat and dog caregiving. So lots of dog walks and, you know, playing with puppies and also a little bit of poop. <laughs> and then for the cats, same thing. We do lots of feeding and cleaning and keeping them nice and happy while they're here. Um, we also have volunteer roles in transport and um, things like reception and helping facilitate adoptions and helping with donations and all sorts of stuff like that as well. Um, and then other ways that they can get involved is they can adopt. Obviously, we have lots of cats and lots of critters that are really fun. Um, they can also donate. Um, we are a charity. So uh, all of our um, sort of income comes from donations. So we have monthly donations. We have um, just one-time donations. You can donate items like towels or blankets um, or food. Uh, and then we also have events and sort of fundraisers as well. Okay. So those are all really good ways to get involved. Give us a webpage, Lee. A-A-R-C-S There you go. Easy. And yeah. um, again, we're helping out a little bit on our end for you as well with, uh, with our uh, uh, Cupid grams. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the money goes to you guys as well. Well, thank you for your time today. No problem. Thanks for having uh, me. You seem like the perfect person to be the ops manager for us. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you have a good day, Lee. Thank you. You too. No problem. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Somewhere a village is missing an idiot. Or three. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.